the vibe check. I passed the vibe check. In a week where, or in a month where we've had Vince McMahon supposedly resigning again, more lawsuits, Okada officially leaves next week, New Japan, Mercedes Monet still has not made clear where she's going, we have a new Royal Rumble winner for the women, we have now a two-time Rumble winner and back-to-back Rumble winner for the men, we have Swerve Strickland and Hangman still going at it, uh, a new superstar in Hook. You would think after seeing all that, that we've gone through six months. It hasn't even been the first month yet. And we have a long way to go. And so you guys heard my review on Monday about the Royal Rumble. Now we're doing for the first time another Rumble, another review. But this time we're getting JT's perspective. It's the first show we have him back on for the year. So how are you doing today, man? Doing well, man. And uh, like you talked about, what an amazing week, Slim, with the up and down, the rumors, the reports, and then the results um, of a show that definitely was impactful. It's just so much to get into and so much to talk about. Yeah, man. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and tell me your first impressions of the Royal Rumble. Like I said, at once people hear this, they've already they've already heard my, my raw thoughts. So where you, what... What's your give me your three biggest takeaways from the 2024 WWE Royal Rumble? This Royal Rumble delivered in a way that I was glued to my set the whole time. The whole women's uh, division is stacked a whole nother level up, um, in my opinion. Um, the Kevin Owens and Logan Paul match under delivered for me, uh, not wanting any more of that. And the men's Royal Rumble. Seeing Cody Rhodes, you know, having the opportunity to finish his story and whichever direction that he chooses to go in was result. With all the rumors circulating of what can happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, stuff because of the Seth injury. And here we are to the story. And Cody has that opportunity to finish his story at WrestleMania 40, which... So I will say this. For me, and I said this in my solo Rumble review... I thought the women's rumble was better. I thought it was booked way better for me. The men's rumble was very disappointing, but I, I feel like it was only disappointing because they took three of the heaviest hitters out for that one that failed four match. So to me, it made it to where you kind of already knew who the final four was going to be. The only four that, that that really could be. So for me, and I'm not saying predictable is always bad, but for me. That's why I love the Royal Rumble because there is a lot of times so much unpredictable things going on. So I think it kind of took that away from me with the men's, but the women's was booked to me. The, and I said this and I still stand by it. The women's matches are always going to be sloppy because the women don't get in the ring as much as the men. So they don't, they don't always don't get the opportunities to shine. Like Maxine Dupree, she made some sloppy moments, but she can be a good wrestler. But she needs more time in the ring and not sitting outside the ring. You know, yeah. so they, but to me, it was still booked to perfection um, for me. Um, as far as Kevin Owens, Logan Paul, it's, it's what I expected because they don't want Kevin Owens to lose. And, gonna, and Logan Paul, to me, Logan Paul is setting up to be the guy 
to lose that United States championship to LA Knight, and you can't have him lose because I think that's where they're going with, with that. As far as the story goes, you pick Cody, I pick Punk. I think I assumed Cody was going to always finish his story no matter what, <clears throat> even though the rumors of The Rock, who's now on the board, the board of TKO and all this other type of stuff, even though he's going to be a clear factor, this was the only story that made sense. I mean, and, and you could tell by Roman's reaction and Cody's reaction after the Rumble. He already chose. We already know where he's going. There's only one yeah. title for him to go for, and it's the one title that, I mean, I know this is played out. I know it's a new tagline for the WWE 2K24 game, but it's only one title to go for. And me being a, an extremely big fan of Cody Rhodes, I cannot tell you how happy I am for that entire family because – he has gotten opportunities, and he's earned them. He doesn't deserve them. He's earned them. He has uh-huh. done things that his own father and his own brother have not been able to do in this company. He's breaking barriers, and I'm happy for him. And I will say this. The, I, for as happy as I am for Cody Rhodes, I'm extremely happy for Jordan Grace to get the shine she's always deserved. I know she's TNA for a long period of time, and I don't want to see her in WWE, to be honest with you, but I'm extremely happy that Joy Grace, like, even if it was for one night, WWE fans, main, mainstream fans, got to see what this great woman could do. Yeah, I was super impressed with that. I, I didn't mention it in my top three because that was, to me, that was a, a big, mo- bigger moment than Mary, and, and to be a lifelong fan of, of the product, to see that happening, to know of that ever happening, mm-hmm. WWE, and I was super impressed. I hadn't really seen her wrestle, so it gave me an opportunity to see that quickly. Um, and she stood, she stood on business uh, with the WWE uh, superstars. Um, I, I'll tell two people, you know, two people that I was not impressed with, but Liv Morgan. wasn't really impressed with that, even though I know she was coming off from injury. You know, it's kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, me for me, and not seeing Rhea Ripley, even though I know she didn't really have to me, man. She she she's dynamic. I mean, when you see her, how popular you know she is to me. She's the most popular uh, member of the Judgment Day. Just seeing her on camera, I can't wait to see her wrestle again and to see who who is going to be the next challenger to beat her. Because to me, she's most one of the most dominant uh, women's champions that we've ever seen on that side of the ball. The other thing that I look at. They do their due diligence with Seth. Let him be situated. Mania can be a real possibility. Really get the full the full feel of WrestleMania 40. Both world titles on the line. Um, you know, they, they prospective challengers being who they're going to be. Um, I think we can sacrifice Mr. Chamber and whatever the other event is. I, I can't remember if there's something in between. There's not. But let that be, man. We got enough talent stacked, both men and women, to let those that are, are dealing with injuries, giving them their time to deal with their injuries, and them coming back and being able to come. They think, one last thing before I hand it back over to you, I also was highly disappointed, even though I know why number 30 was Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. It just didn't do anything for me. All I thought about was <laughs> he did exactly what Brock was supposed to do, and that was his only you know role last night. <laughs> um, you weren't the only person disappointed by that. I, I, I do my DMs, they lit up. When Sami Zayn hit 30, you would have thought this guy went out there and killed Kennedy or something, man. I was like, yo, like, to me, storyline-wise, it made sense. Like, he took a vacation, and storyline-wise, Drew took him out, and so that's where that story is going. For me, I didn't, look here, it's, and actually, before I even, before we went on air here, um, I was looking up some news and notes, and it turns out that because of the whole lawsuit thing, because Vince is an idiot, 
like the the plans they had for Brock Lesnar were all scrapped. Like apparently Brock Lesnar yeah. was to come in. Uh, Braun Breaker was where Brock was supposed to be, and according to yeah. the, the rumors and reports from PWI Insider, the match, the rumored match for WrestleMania for Brock Lesnar was him versus Dominic Mysterio, which would have been a, a huge spot for Dom, you know. Yeah. And so um, I'm sure a lot of things had to be changed. Um, and also, first of all, let me be clear here, JT. Let's be let's be honest. This is this is Seth Rollins' one and only chance to main event WrestleMania. He's not missing that. And and because he is a Triple H guy through in and throughout, Triple H has this guy. This is this is the guy that's going to be at the PC running NXT one day. I truly believe that. Um, I see him and CM Punk still lighting it up night one main event. He They're going to yeah. they're gonna sacrifice Elimination Chamber, all that stuff. That's not even going to be worth it because I believe Elimination Chamber is going to be built around Rhea Ripley, who is, you no, know, she's an Aussie, and she's going to be there. I truly believe. Uh, also, it's clear to me the story they told with Shawn Michaels when he was trying to get back to The Undertaker and get a match with The Undertaker is the same story they're telling with Becky Lynch. If you see the way she was eliminated uh, by, yeah. by Naomi last night, you see her face. It's going to be yeah. Becky Lynch and, and Rhea Ripley. Um, and also, I'm really happy for Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair being cover woman for WWE 2K4 uh, game as well. Um, you're right. Rhea is dynamic. But you know what? The reason why I can accept her not being on this match is because on the shows because I'll just say this, and I've been very nitpicky these last two weeks on purpose. Dude, Triple H has done an awful job with her title reign. I'll say this, and, it's, and this is on Triple H. He he's been the main one booking under her title reign. He has done a yeah. poor job of p- making challengers be believable, as you said to start this show off. That woman's roster, even before they got Jay Cargill, even before they got all these people come. That woman's roster was stacked, no matter what. And and the, the yeah. challenges she's had for someone to be as good as, she, especially since you look at the match that her and Charlotte put on last year at WrestleMania Night One, dude, you were, they could have skyrocketed her. She's, I'll I'll, I'll I'll spare the rant, but in the day, I'm glad she wasn't on the show only because I want to see her Elimination Chamber, but I want to see a credible opponent. No disrespect to Ivy Ivy Nile, no disrespect to Nia Jax or whoever they got. I want to see a credible opponent, and I, and by, meanwhile, I, 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 I gotta say this too. Despite all the hate she gets, Nia Jax played her role very well uh, uh, last night in the Rumble. So that, that needs to be commended because she knows that people hate her, and she's good at getting heat. But I agree with you one hundred percent. But I do think I can sacrifice Rhea being on the show if they have nothing good for her. I don't want to see her facing Selena Vega again. No disrespect to them, but they're not credible challenges for someone who is at the stature. Of Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I agree, man. Nia Jax did an incredible job last night. She's really came into her own in this run um, on the roster, and I'm impressed anytime. Um, and so, yeah, to continue to build that character, you know what I'm saying, on the same level. But Rhea, Rhea to me, just top notch. And I, and, and I do want the, the booking to strengthen even more for her so we can get credible. I'm totally in agreement to that. People that you actually believe have a chance to dethrone her as champ, whether they win or not. You know, you, you're wondering, man, what if it happens or if it happens. But like in the Fatal 4-Way, there was a moment where you was like, okay, <clears throat> this could actually happen to you on the women's side. 
God when we face I, I don't I haven't gotten that feeling in a long time in a real match that the person on the other side is to be there. But after what I seen in the rumble last night, like if they get that side right, that you we'll get back to also a main inventing some of these shows because it has the potential to be able to do that. I think one thing, you know, that I that I've noticed I don't want to happen what has happened with the championship it used to be just as strong as the world titles. They they're just, you know, <laughs> from one team to the next and, and you really have to figure out, okay, well, what was that reign like, you know, for that team as the belt. So, you know, I I'm I wanna get back to what the belts actually had Okay, when there was a title change, oh, that was significant because that team that had the belts were dominant, like Roman and like Rhea. You don't have that in the tag team divisions at all, in my opinion. It's kind of watered down. And um, I hope they, you know, bring back the credibility to those belts as well as U.S. And, and also, let me give Gunther his due. He did an outstanding job in the Royal Rumble last night. I love him as IC champ. He's another one that I think, man, who who, who actually can uh, dethrone him because he's a, he's a complete um, star and a great heel. And man, when you got a great heel that's his champion and got a chance to really set up a baby face and really challenge him, man, you, you do realize you can build and, and build more minimum of and bring other people and get other people over means that we have right now but i want it to be all the way across the board when we get to wrestlemania 40 i won't know oh man it's a bathroom break no each match mm. needs to be hit in a different way um and i will say this and I, I i'm completely going on faith in that site here i do believe that WrestleMania 40 will be that i do believe that's what we're going to start to see and the one challenger that just did Gunther has two challengers that if they want to tell these stories going into WrestleMania, that they'll, they'll be feel-good stories, right? I believe Chad Gable is still a story. You can rebuild him up. and Because where we left that was him swearing to take the title from him. And also, we still have Sheamus. I know Sheamus is, is hurt right now, but I think he's scheduled to come back soon. But there's still some people that can challenge him, and that, and that it, will, it will make sense in storyline-wise to do that. Um, Gunther, but his thing also, at this point, Gunther... He's bigger than the title. He made that title make make it make sense again. And he I, I I'm pretty sure by SummerSlam this guy's gonna be the world heavyweight champion. Whether he defeats CM Punk or Seth Rollins, it just doesn't matter. But he's in my opinion that he's destined for bigger things. But I, as far as Gunther goes, he and he also has multiple stories. Cause this guy, let me tell you something. When he gets his hands in a one on one match on Cody Rhodes, he's gonna kill this guy. This dude's eliminated him twice from the rumble. Like this dude yeah. has stories all around, so he's 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 someone. And plus, Triple H brought him in, so Triple H is gonna treat these guys like gold. I'm not. I do believe every match will hit um, differently and great. Um, I'm actually now that I know Cody has. I, I've been waiting for this because now that I know Cody has won the Rumble, I do. I am actually gonna go to tonight too in Philadelphia WrestleMania. I want to see him finish that story. That, that's that's something I want to see live. Um, as far as the tag team titles goes, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It's you know, it's my 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 love affair with the tag team titles is a weird thing. In the gold in the golden era of tag teams, I was a, such a young kid, and so w- w- my tag team love didn't really grow until maybe I started watching early TNA when they had America's Most Wanted and all these other type of teams, and then. I, and then you see what tag team wrestling really is. I don't think WWE, uh, and I say this with, uh, uh, I say this with respect. 
I don't think WWE knows how to treat tag teams anymore because there's because let's let's be honest. The same thing Ronda Rousey said about the women's division, I think about the tag team division. What makes sense? Why would you get into a tag team nowadays? Just to share half your money and get half the glory? Like most of the time when people get to come together as tag teams, it's only to win the titles. It's not a story anymore. A lot of times with these with these with these things. Like like example, women are the most feisty creature God's ever created. They they always find reasons to fight. And in WWE, you would think the only reason they're gonna fight is for the title. But it's like no, they hate we they probably hate each other behind the scenes. Like yeah. make a story out of it, you know. And so it's one of those things where I don't think they know how to make compelling stories about. The, I'm not gonna let me take that back. I don't okay. think that's their focus. Is is that? But they, right now they have a tag team that's clearly about to break up in the Judgment Day. That's clearly where this is going. I don't know what they do with those belts after that. I really don't. I'm assuming they go into DIY. I'm assuming tomorrow, well, by the time they hear this, it'll be Tuesday night. I'm assuming DIY are, are getting those belts, which would be a great tag team. But as you just said, where are we going from there? Who's the tag teams that DIY can face? The Usos are now broken up. People are actually tired of the New Day, and I understand that. But the New Day would be a great match with, with DIY, though. If that's, you tell me Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Champa and uh, Gargano wouldn't be a classic match? Get out of here. It would be a great match. You know? Um, but I don't think they know what to do with that stuff anymore besides just put the titles on the line all the time. It come, I come from uh, the Road Warriors, Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express. I come from those tag teams and how they when they were champions and they gave you the foundation of tag team tips and what it was supposed to be about the high bar so in looking at that you know I'm, I'm searching but the new day I get it they tired of it but man the new day gave some. I still have I still have dots on the street profits for wherever they're going that story storyline they're still a strong tag team mm-hmm. still viable they can still do judgment day I'm not necessarily tired of them just don't know where um, the R2 stuff is hilarious R2 is reminding us of, of of his total pack. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go ultimately. Let me let me let me go back to last night watching the press conference. I got to give mad respect to Cody Rhodes for how he handled Vince's question. You want your face, you know, the face of the company. Keep coming at you with these questions, man. He handled it like you would want. Um, your face, your main person to handle it. And the same thing with, with Triple H. Stay on the positive and understanding where he is in that family. Um, the way that they, they tried to come at him three or four different times in the presser to the positive stuff and not even how to give props to that because that's got to be a whole nother. Not only were you there for that time in that era, but also intertwined in that family. So it's a double-edged stone for you in getting these questions. So the way he answered it, I think he kept professional for somebody questioned why he didn't make the statement in the very beginning he didn't want to he didn't want to touch that to begin with <laughs> he wanted to right. stay away from from to begin with so he wanted to keep it about last night right. he wanted to keep it about you know the biggest gate you know in you know for that not just that stadium i think he said they they, they outdated new kids on the block you know how many generations that was <laughs> um so because i don't even want to touch i wouldn't even want to touch that because it's sad to me being a lifelong fan and I watched during that era to know that someone went through those things Mm -hmm. and did bring another dark cloud to the product that I love so much. I don't want that. I just want Whatever justice need to be served, let it be served. Participate in that. Let the, let the due diligence be. But don't take away from the product that I love. And especially after them having a great night of, of wrestling saying and leading into Raw, 
in the the Netflix deal. It was an astronomical in years of money. Man, we ain't finna dumb that down. You know what I'm saying? Just let let justice be served. Um, yeah, I, I actually, the only thing I disagree with you on is I don't think Triple H handled it. I think Triple H handled it the way Tony Khan handles it. A non-answer is going to keep people coming at you. But I think what, I think the thing that Triple H had that helped him that I agree with you on, he had Cody Rhodes speak and say the things he said. Because Cody Rhodes is technically, I know Roman is the face of the company currently, but Cody's, after WrestleMania 40, Cody will be the new face of the company. If not, some people would already say he is the face of the company right now. Um, and, and to me, when it, and I said this last year, the one thing that no one was talking about, and I brought it up on my show, I said Cody's loss was tremendous because people people got people forgot eight months later. You know, he's he's injured and he's out, and you'll see him Punk showing up in AEW. So people kind of forgot about Cody. Cody was the face of AEW without a shadow of a doubt. I don't care what anyone says, and he took on any and everything and. He, I see him like I see John Cena. There's no better representative. There's no one that you want speaking for you or acting on your behalf more than them. So that's what really saved Triple H last night. Because Triple H, I heard that Triple H gave a Tony Khan answer, and that's I, I mean, and I mean that with as much disrespect as I can. When Tony Khan answered some of those questions, I'm like, dude, bro, you're making it worse, man. That's a t- that's a Twitter response. It's not a real answer from the from the owner of a company, man. You need like you need to like have like someone like writing stuff for you, you know, and me being a writer and, and sometimes I have to write um, memos and stuff like that that are very uh, <laughs> strongly worded or, uh, or, you know, sometimes you have to do that. But I agree with you, Cody, he is, the he has grown into the man to where this guy, and I say this with, I say this with all respect, in some people's eyes, he will never be bigger than Dusty Rhodes. And that's fine. That's, I respect that. But he is, in my opinion, I don't think of Dusty when I think of Cody anymore. I think of Cody Rhodes. He, yeah. he He's grown into his own person, his own man. And look here. And I did two shows prior to this last week. And look, man, it's... I told this to someone, I told this to someone in private. When you have nothing to lose, you're, that makes you the most dangerous person in the world. This woman had nothing to lose. And this man had everything to lose. And this guy literally sold the company just to keep power behind the scenes and now he may very well be out of power for good and you know what that's not a bad thing do we really need those type of actions behind the scenes i mean we all have jobs you know and we all we all see things you know but like when i think of wrestling when i watch wrestling i don't want to think about that type of stuff man i just that's that i want to enjoy my entertainment i don't want to have to be cluttered with this and for all weekend long this man this man who helped create this thing I love just took a big axe to it and distracted the entire world from what should have been a great night. Also, with that, took one of the biggest stars you know, yeah. as well and, and pretty much may have ended his run. The real thing that I thought about last night, I was like, man, you know what? That last version, last time we seen Brock, maybe the last time to be asked to see Brock. Yeah. Uh, realistically, is what I thought about. I was like, man, that would be something within itself. But to, you know, go back to what, what you were saying, to see Cody handle it the way that he, you know, he did. I was, when I think about Cody, because I remember how I felt when I seen Dusty. Seeing Cody, yeah, that's Cody Rhodes. So I'm able to separate the two, and Cody is, and, and he's he's on a whole nother level. <laughs> even even surpassing Dustin. Never really got that feeling about Dustin. Like, and Cody is, you know, definitely, you know, taking some, you know, losses, and taking some shots. To see where he is now, I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's 
just a great thing to see that, and I'm super proud. Super proud, even though 10 years to the day that he walked, and here we are in the Rumble, and I can't see nothing but an upside. To mean a few, a few with Drew McIntyre, does it mean, you know, what, what's up next with CM Punk? You, you're in there. You want this version of CM Punk that you want, because now you're like, okay. Because, you know, there's so much upside. There's very little controversy. You're getting to the better version of, of CM Punk in this run with the WWE. Um, I'm super excited to see and what, what storyline is going to be. It continues to elevate and finishes his story um, as well. Yeah, we just it's like probably like 25 minutes into the show, we've just now mentioned CM Punk for the first time, I think. Um, for, for me, CM Punk, that's how much... Vince Barry the lead, I guess. Uh, to me, CM Punk's story is simple. Um, I, I'm, I'm believe he's already been announced to be in Perth, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just assuming he's gonna be in the Elimination Chamber match. It's gonna come down to him and Drew. He's gonna have to beat Drew in order to get to his main event. Um, I do not believe he's going to beat Seth Rollins in the main event, but he will get his main event. Um, as far as CM Punk goes, I was a little, I was not impressed with him only because you could tell he was a little blown up. But this is probably the first time he's done this kind of match, as you said, in 10 years. But also, and I made this comment about CM Punk a few months ago. I think some people, when you give them power, it doesn't do good for them. Like When I think about him, I think about a warehouse job. And follow me with this analogy. Follow me on this journey for a second. Because I worked, at, I worked a ton of warehouse jobs in the past. And in the warehouse field, there's managers. And then for some reason, managers will then tell people that they're leads. Leads is not a real position. But they'll tell people and it'll empower them, even though they're on the same entry level as another entry level. But they'll be telling that entry level employee what to do. That's what they did in AEW. They gave him two. They gave him that lead power to where he's making decisions for other wrestlers. And it's like, well, let's just go with Jack Perry. The whole real glass thing. Do I think using real glass is stupid? Yes, of course it's stupid. You know. But I'm pretty sure CM Punk, who has done some stupid things in his career, this is the same guy. That literally, when he was in ROH, had cracked his skull open, was on the couch for months. He has he, he he's, he's told this story. He literally kept wrestling, but he doesn't remember six months of his life because he cracked his skull and still wrestled. Not so so let other people make their bad decisions as well. You know, Jack Perry's got to learn sometime. I'm not look there. I just think when you give an inmate the power, that it's hard for them to not abuse it. Some people. For as beloved as The Undertaker is. Some people hate The Undertaker because he had too much power in their eyes. And that's fine when you're when you're someone trying to come up and do you really need to hear crap from Bruce Prichard, Vince McMahon, Pat Patterson, and then The Undertaker who's just a wrestler just like you? No, you don't want to hear that from someone on your level. You know what I'm saying? You, and that, that's how I equate it the best way because even though these people are still making millions of dollars... They're still technically not even employees of this company. They're intru- they're, they're they're independent contractors. And don't get me started on that rant, JT. I'll spare you. But um, but they're technically not even employees. So I think this might do him better. And look, I said this before. I'll say it again. If he's happy, I'm happy. You know, as long as he's not gonna do anything to hurt himself, his future, or people that because tr- people love this man, and I hope he knows that. I don't think CM Punk is one of those wrestlers that really understands the people's love affair with him. I don't think he. I don't. I really don't think he understands it. He, I don't think he understands the loyalty these, these Elias people have for him. So it was good to see him in the Rumble. I do still believe, even though I chose him to win because I didn't think they would actually go back to back with somebody. I still think the right person won the Rumble. And look here, 
Cody Rhodes, once he wins that WWE Championship, this guy is going to have a ton of challengers. You still have to review, you still have to um, go back to him and Seth Rollins, who he beat three straight times. I know Cody will be on SmackDown at this point, but you can get around that with the draft and all this other stuff. He, Cody will have Randy, a heel Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Punk, Gunther. He will have a ton of people nipping at his heels. Um, and also, I think Cody Rhodes, my last point now, I'll pass it back to you, JT. I think Cody Rhodes is also where, where, you know, the only thing that scares me about Cody is he's so good at being a face. And because he refused to go dark in AEW, I, I do have a fear for him and Triple H that Triple H may give him the Cena rub and that they may be too scared to change this man heel. And and they might put him in, and which, look here, the Cena role, no matter what, is not a bad role. I'm just saying sometimes it's okay to be dark because... When that little that that little um when we had when we were in lockdown and we got that WrestleMania that horrible WrestleMania that was in uh, in front of nobody we got yeah. uh, we got a few classic moments to me and the one time I met John Cena I had purchased that uh, Ringside Collectibles action figure where he was dressed up in NW uh, attire from the Firefly Funhouse match I he he was signing it for me and he looked he laughed he said dude. I can't believe the man figure about it. I said, man, that was a great moment, believe it or not. Just to see you in that environment. He was like, you think so? I said, bro, like, it's not about... Every, not everyone doesn't have to be heel. Ricky, Ricky Steamboat was never a heel. Rey Mysterio, never a heel. But just to see you, because we we know what you can do as a heel, because you've been a heel, technically. Before you were John Cena, you were a heel. He said, you know what? That's a good point. He says, but I can't... I said, dude, it was a great moment. And to me, I, I can see Cody... Because I remember his early independent run. And he was a heel in his early independent run. He has that in him. He has that dog in him. Um, and, and, oh, yeah, and last point, we said something about Dustin. I don't think Dustin ever wanted that responsibility. Dusty, he saw what that, what that did to his dad. And I don't think he ever wanted it. And to me, outside of The Undertaker, which I think is the greatest creation Vince McMahon ever did, the second greatest creation Vince McMahon ever made, in my opinion, was the Goldust character. I agree. Goldust definitely was. It was authentic. And um, that character stands in the annual of time, along with your Undertakers and those things. But uh, yeah, man, we in a good spot. And uh, a lot. One person I do have that I actually have for you. Where do we go? These two superstars that I seen last night. Just I have an endless question mark. That's Natalia McIntyre. Because Drew's knocked on that door. Drew had that, that um, you know what I'm saying, doing the, you know, the lockdown. Um, where do we go? Because he's been close. Title matches, he's been in championship matches. Full heel on the men's side. And where do we go with Natalia? Because nowhere, you know, I definitely with her, don't know where you go next. The long running company, and does it seem like it'd be a viable to the throne Rhea? So it's like those two characters, where do we go in those storylines? Natalia is in a tag team with Tegan Knox. Um, you're not going anywhere with her. And I say that with all respect. When she, when you've been around as long as she has been around, and she's never been fired, and she has all these records for the matches she's done, she's by far going to be the most decorated women's wrestler in the history of that company, especially with her longevity. Because even Fabulous Moolah took breaks. Natalia has been there for 15, 16 years at this point, maybe even longer. And it because she, and I'll, I'll say this, she has the Dolph Ziggler effect. No one believes she's a legit threat anymore. Just she don't no no one just does. And I actually caught a snippet of Dolph Ziggler or nick nickname excuse me. 
he was on Talk is Jericho. And uh, he had said that the reason why he lost so much, because there's always these long-standing rumors that Vince hated Dolph, uh, or Nick Nemeth, excuse me. And Nick Nemeth said, oh, yeah, that's, that, all that's true. He said Pat Patterson was a huge advocate for him. And because Pat Patterson would pitch for him every day, uh, he, uh, a member of creative finally went to Nick and said, hey, just so you know, you're going to go on a losing streak for seven months because Vince hates you now because of Pat Patterson. And... So it's one of those things where that's how they see Natalia. She's, and the thing is, she's so good. It's, it's not. It's not. She's lost a step. I can't. Anyone who says she's lost a step, you're not watching her matches. This woman literally has had. To, she's had to have uh, breast augmentation, um, uh, breast reduction surgery twice now. Uh, I say that because she she keeps doing that in order to keep in shape and stay healthy for her back. So she's not lost a step at all. No. And so. But at the same time, and I say this with no disrespect, but she's kind of she she she's kind of boring, man. Her personality's not all there. It's like she doesn't have what her uncle had or what her dad had. Like she's kind of she reminds me of the British Bulldogs personality. You know they're a threat wrestling wise, but when when they start talking, it, you don't believe it. You know. Um, yeah. So I I see her unfortunately being slanted in a battle royal during WrestleMania season. Uh, uh, but look here. I would say this though. Anytime I watch an Italian match, I'm watching an Italian match. I'm still a fan, but the reality is, is she's not there. Um, as far as Drew McIntyre goes, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. There's so many wrestlers' contracts up. You have Drew McIntyre's contract up, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch. Do I believe? I believe Sheamus's contract is up. I believe all these people are re-signing with WWE. Get that out the way. But until he re-signs that contract, and I think what what you're gonna have to do with him. If he's not going to be in the Battle Royal, which I hope he's not because he's so much better than that. You know what I would like to see? Last match, the was one of the matches that was in my top ten matches of the year was Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Gunther in a triple threat match. I wouldn't mind seeing that night one main event of Seth Rollins defending that World Heavyweight Championship against CM Punk and Drew McIntyre. Because as you said, Drew McIntyre, I was it at the Royal Rumble 2020. I was in that building in Houston when he eliminated Brock Lesnar. That same pop he got that night, he was going to get at WrestleMania that year. And he needs his moment to be fair. And the two, I'll say this, since we're on the lockdown, we brought up a couple times. The two things that I really hated for, the, for, for, for wrestlers that year was Drew McIntyre. And the other one was that Mandy Rose and Otis storyline. Those things were well built up. And, man, I could only imagine the pop they would have gotten but yeah. I'm hoping Drew McIntyre doesn't get the Bobby Lashley treatment. Like back, Bobby Lashley last year wasn't even a WrestleMania card. He only came out, showed the Andre Giant Battle Royal uh, statue, which okay, and then after that, that was it. I hope Drew McIntyre is in a prominent role. But as of right now, JT, where do you slot him? As you just said, every match at this year's Mania has to hit. And as of right now. If you think about it, we really only have three matches signed, but those are three big matches. We have Jimmy and Jay versus each other. I mean, they're not officially signed, but we know where they're going. Jimmy and Jay will be facing each other. We know Punk, and excuse me, we know um, Cody and, and Roman. And or you know what you could do? If you if, if you could actually have Sami Zayn and him continue that feud and have Sami Zayn versus Drew. I know it's not uh, a premier match, but it's also not a multi-man match, and it also will give him some shine, but if you're asking me, JT, I want to see him in that main event with Seth Rollins and CM Punk. 
Drew is definitely, and I love him more as a heel than a babyface. That's what I like in matches. So I would love to see Drew in a main event. But I, I honestly Bye. think where he needs to be. And people love to hate him. It's the heat. He plays it. He plays his role. I mean, he does it to a T. He's good on the mic. Much better than what he was the first run. But a Debbie Downer, if you put him in there with someone like, uh, what was the match he had a couple weeks ago, a week ago with uh, Damian Priest? Again, he has some matches that he's carried. Months ago, thinking he was about to elevate. This is kind of like hit a, you know, hit a, a limit for Drew potential to go to the next level, even if you put the title on. And think about the potential of challengers when we can really get back to that foundation of babyface versus heel, where that can actually go. Drew gives you that. You know, to me, love to see him get his just due because that would have been a, a real moment that we would still be seeing in the annals of highlights that pop he got would have got when if there had been a crowd when he won the title. He needs to run it back. You mentioned Bobby Lashley. I'm mean, we going to get just mid-card Bobby and whatever the run is with the Street Profits. We've seen main event Bobby. We've seen that he can hold his own, but are we about to just see him strong in the mid-card with the storyline with the Street Profits and where they go with it? Or do they have plans of elevating Bobby again? Like I said, the roster is so stacked, man. There's so many different ways you can go so creative you can fumble the ball if you go the wrong way because you got so much talent to work with let's just put them let's just get these these uh storylines and great because you got great talent in their prime that for what that is no i agree and honestly i think we are going to see make hard bobby because i don't even the few he's in now like to me once again to me i consider bobby lashley a heavy hitter but i knew with him feuding with the final testament him and the Street Profits, the Pride, I knew that would X him out of the Rumble. And guess what? His his elimination was whack. So it was kind of like, that's why the Men's Rumble really didn't do it for me. Um, I, I do think we're going to see Mick Hard Bobby, but we don't have to. But the thing is, here's the problem now. And this is why I keep telling the tribalistic people, this is why having multiple companies is a good thing. Because right now, AEW and WWE, the biggest problems they have is getting people on television. And that's a great problem. Eventually, you have to book them right. Eventually, you have to. And there's something I, I will say this, speaking on this really fast. If AEW is able to sign Mercedes Monet and, and, and Okada, that's going to be a great coup for them. But it's going to be a test for for Tony Khan in the booking department. Now, Seth, now Triple H has gotten CM Punk. Do you give him his main event? Do you or or do you, or do you give Drew his moment? These are things that are going to be answered in the next coming in the upcoming uh, upcoming weeks. But I do think there's enough talent to where you can give a, you can give everybody a premier match. Not everybody has to go by the Vince McMahon booking and have a, bo- a bunch of multi-man matches like his WrestleMania 2000. We don't have to do that. That's what makes to, to me. I think we won't know much until the Elimination Chamber, and I think that's when the picture will become clearer. Because I don't even think they know right now what their mid-card matches are going to look like. Because I, I, I'm i hoping the Final Testament and the Pride are not beefing for the next three months until WrestleMania because, as you said earlier, the Street Profits, they deserve better. They should be doing something They should be doing something exceptional at WrestleMania. And, I, and Authors of Pain, I know they like them. I know they're Triple H guys. I don't get it, though. I've ne- I, I don't get it. So... If, if this is where they're going, that's very upsetting. But I don't get what AOP brings. Look here, I can listen to Paul Eller- Ellering talk all day. Give me Paul Ellering as a ringtone. That's fantastic. But AOP, I don't get it. Um, 
uh, even I will say this: even with Karrion, Karrion Cross has been a bust, and that's and that is Triple H's fault. Karrion Cross, the way he was booked at NXT was perfection. I don't know what they're not seeing in him now, but they saw that in him in NXT. Like you, it's you would think that they didn't know how to book this man in NXT. He was his run was perfect. So I, I don't know what's going on with that, but um, I don't know. But I, I will say this, my final thoughts on Drew McIntyre is after his match last year at WrestleMania, this guy, and this guy, as you said, he's doing some of the best work of his career. And even last night in the Rumble when he yelled at Punk, I'm not the same kid following you around. I loved that part of it. And yeah. it, it you know, and even, then, even then, you don't even have to put the title match up in the chamber match. What you can do is have a one-on-one match between Drew McIntyre and, and CM Punk for the right to go to WrestleMania. What what a match that would be, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the chamber could be used for something else. I don't know what else. Maybe lock in Becky Lynch and or whatever, right? But you can do so many things. And not and his thing, here's a good thing also. Not everybody has to be on the chamber, you know? Like sometimes you, as you, I know you didn't like that you didn't see Rhea Ripley, but to me... It was always better to not see her than see her in a squash match. Like, that's cool, but like, ugh. And and then oh, and then the last thing you said, Damian Priest, probably the dumb. They made this man look worse than Baron Corbin with that briefcase, and that's very frustrating because because this is not this is not acceptable. Like, what are we doing with Damian Priest? Like, are we leading to? It's to me, I think we're leading to Finn Balor versus Damian Priest at WrestleMania, which is cool. But why has this man not cashed in on a broken... It's clear this man, Seth Rollins, has been broken for seven months now. There's no reason why Seth, why Seth Rollins should still be the champion, logically. They made this man to come out and look stupid. And I get it, the R-Truth stuff is funny. I'm a huge Ron Killings fan. But let me tell you something. I've been watching Damian Priest since he was punished Martinez in ROH. And I'm telling you, this man has everything to be the world champion. Why are you making this man look stupid like this? I don't get it, and I don't like it. Uh, it's, and, and, and you talk about being seeing him come up to him now and deserve so much better, really. You know, maybe we'll get he really is. And it goes back to WWE is stacked, men and women right now. The problem that they have is a great problem. Got to be able to, you know, put them in the right positions when it makes sense. And, you know, booking them correctly is a big thing. Never really got it since he's been in WWE. And to me, will be one of the most fumbled talents of all time. Because you could have ever several situations where they had opportunities you know to me it hadn't been for Amos who to me is the most disappointing superstar Elegante if it hadn't been for him Karen Cross is a talent talented person someone like Amos how they tried to elevate him it just wasn't it just wasn't ready you know scopes of, of talent you know I you know again Paula Ellen oh my god takes me back to Animal Hawk and the Road Warriors and, you know classic so I, I was so didn't pay AOP any attention because it's just like get them it's just me uh, and maybe it's gotta make you know at some point it'll make sense to me but it doesn't right now cause I don't I just see them as an opening match see them as a viable threat I don't even see them as a threat even to give the Street Profits a great match just don't I've never really gotten it with them kinda see them like I see the Viking Raiders, Raiders just put out there just cause they're kinda you know they got a contract other than wasted space there's so many there's so many tag teams I'd rather see see them coming I don't get either of those either no i don't get either and triple h has been trying with them for years like he's the one that brought them into nxt to aop he brought them in nxt to to essentially this is when nxt had the hottest tag teams in the industry 
they had uh, FTR, they had DIY, they had uh, the Undisputed Era, they had all these tag teams in, this, in, that tag, in that great tag team division, and they brought AOP in that kind of just slowed things down. And to me, I think AOP killed that, that, that tag team division. I don't get it. But look here, Triple H is an old school guy, and look here, the same way we didn't understand a lot of Vince McMahon's booking, I'm sure we won't understand a lot of his booking as the the, the onion begins to, to peel layer by layer. Um, what are your final thoughts um, from this weekend? Give me three. You know, matter of fact, no, we kind of already gave final thoughts. Give me three things you're looking forward to in the month of February. So I'm looking forward to Elimination Chamber and those that are going to be competing in the match because I'm a big fan of, of the Chamber. Also, I'm looking for where we're going with you know, WrestleMania 40 and, and the women's division. Forward to and what next for her. Yeah, Bel Air. I'm excited about the women's marking out for them um, because I see on another level Australia and another opportunity to, uh, you know, lock on an international event, getting bigger than life, another record breaking night. I, I hope the, the, the chamber opening to the beginning. Yeah, I mean, the thing I'm looking forward to, I'm actually looking forward to this, this, this thing's retirement. Um, February is going to bring us his first title match in AEW. Um, and the last thing I'm looking forward to, actually, is seeing if... I guess I'm looking forward to seeing if WWE can quickly move past this Vince McMahon thing. And I'm, 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 I'm going to make a prediction here. I think Triple H is going to have to drop some type of bombshell. He's going to do something earlier than he wants to in order to remove that... Because he did... Vince left a stink in a lot of fans' mouths with this, which is don't, rightfully so, right? But I think they're going to do something that they probably were, were holding out on doing. Whether that's if they are able to sign Okada, maybe bringing him in. I, I don't know. Uh, now with The Rock being on the board, now with The Rock uh, having the power he has, who knows what that's going to bring for him. Um, but I'm looking forward... Like, dude, we're not even through the first month, and this is already—it's already so much chaos. This is probably the probably the biggest year in wrestling history for free agency. So I'm looking forward to so much. It's gonna be fun. But, uh, anyways, that was that's that's our Rumble review. That's JT. That's Slow Chemical. Um, we'll I'll probably bring him back on after Sting's retirement. That way we can uh, just give some some Stinger moments, and we'll we'll talk about it there. But for Slow Chemical for JT, this is I see things a little differently. We are out.